Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. Um, good to see everybody again after a bit of a break over the summer doing some live fa- um, fan camps. Um, we've got a very special, our first Norwegian guest on the show today. We've got Nico from Tromsø. Nico, very welcome to you to the show. Um, do you want to do a quick introduction, Nico? Tell us how you came to be like us and suffering Spurs fan. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Nico. I'm not really Nico, but my Norwegian name is impossible for you to pronounce, so I'll just go with Nico. <laughs> Why don't you tell us and we'll give it a try. Go on. Yeah, it's uh, Sverre Andre Nikolai Haskin. That's my whole name. Okay, so. we'll, we'll, we'll give it a miss then. We'll give it a miss. I'm sorry, I can't even, even attempt to try it. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so I started supporting Tottenham in 94 when Klinsmann were at the club. So that kind of defined my relationship to Tottenham. You know, all drama and, uh, yeah, basically the same as now. Like, if you see the the big picture. Um, I came across this. I don't, I don't remember how I came across this platform. I have some other channels I also follow. And um, I think it's just based on recommendations. And then, okay. yeah, so a bit, um, yeah, I just bumped into it and I watched some videos and I think it was very analytical and uh, I like the style. It's frank. It's not too optimistic because I need to protect myself as a Tottenham supporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, yeah it's That's great. much super chats and all this. Uh, you know, I, I just like to keep it real, so I like your style. So. No, thanks very much. We really appreciate that, Nico. And what we're trying to do is try and give fans like you around the world your voice on the internet so that people can hear about what you think about everything that's happening at the club. So thanks very much for that, Nico. So I just wanted to do a quick pre-season uh, uh, video with you today, Nico. Get your thoughts on what you think is going to happen, etc., and, and what's your prediction. So let's start with the signings. So the signings we've made so far, Brian Hill, Chris... Um, Cutie Romero, um, Pierluigi Gallini. Uh, what's your view on the signings that we've made? Yeah, I think it's a bit it's a bit difficult to assess because uh, yeah, we know uh, Gallini played uh, a lot for Atalanta, but then again, yeah, it's a different league, so I'm not sure. And I tried to do some comparison with him and and Loris and. I don't think he's a, he's a, as good as a shot stopper, but he he looks very dominating watching the pre-season appearances, and I like that he, he's a bit vocal also, a bit more maybe raw or dominating in another way than Luris is quiet, but he's very good on the line. So I am optimistic, but I'm not I'm not taking it like. Yeah, I'm not sure I have to be. I'm a bit reluctant. Sure. Then again, you have uh, Brian Gill. Is that the way you pronounce it? Gill, uh, Gill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, exciting. But then again, we had we had a lot of these kind of players before. And G and Kodo. Maybe he's better based on the uh, analytical stuff I've seen. He's a bit. It's a bit more. The potential is is higher. So. I am optimistic about that transfer, but I think he will need some time to adapt to the league. 
Uh, Romero looks like obviously the best signing. Um, looks like he has all the, the markers to, to be a very good signing. But then again, it's quicker in the Premier League. Uh, I'm a bit worried that it can be like Otamendi because it is very aggressive. And I'm a bit afraid when it comes to the, the penalty, the box, that he is a bit too, too, too raw there. But, but then again, we have to upgrade on Dyer and Sanchez, which is, they are terrible. So. Yep. 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 Do you think, do you think Galini can actually be a real, realistic, um, competition for Lloris' number one spot or do you think he's just there as a backup and Lloris is definitely the number one? I think he's a competitor. He, he has also experience from uh, Villa and United so he's more mature. He has more matches. He, he knows how it is to live in a foreign country. So I, I think it's, it's a smart signing because he, he will provide competition which is very important and he, look, he looked very dominating. My first impression when I saw him was wow, he's big and I like that. Uh, it's also the mental part when you have a goalkeeper that's so big. The strikers get a bit more, maybe not scared, but put off mm-hmm. by, by a big goalkeeper. So, yeah, I'm positive, but we'll see. You know, um, Italian players also in the Premier League, you know, not that many have, uh, except Sola, <laughs> Gianfranco Sola maybe has, yeah. has done a very good impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So, um, in terms of uh, QT Romero, um, who do you think would be his ideal? Let's assume Nuno is going to play four four two because that's what we've seen so far. I mean, he might play a back three, but let's assume four four two. And assuming that Romero is going to be the starting centre back, who would you play alongside Romero as a, another centre back? I have been thinking about that a lot, and what I think and what is most. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Dyer probably based on the fact that he's been uh, playing all the preseason matches. Um, but then again, it's, 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 are we going to play three or four at the back? That's the big question. Um, maybe four, based on the fact that we are a better club than Wolves. We have more attacking potential. So, But I, if you just ask me a straight question, I would, I would probably say Dyer. Uh, actually, I don't want to okay. say Dyer, but I'm going to say Dyer. <laughs> so you think Dyer's a better bet than maybe Davinson Sanchez there? <sighs> no, <laughs> I don't okay, think okay, so. Okay, that's what we call, that's what we say in the UK, lesser of two evils. So they're both bad, but he's the lesser of the bad one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's really good. So, um, so let's move on to now potential signings that we've been hearing rumours about. So Lautaro Martinez is another one. Lahovic again, another striker. What's your thoughts on the potential signings and who would you like to see coming into the club? Well, I think Martinez is the obvious first choice based on uh, what he has achieved. And also the Argentinian link uh, is, is interesting. Uh, yeah. Lahovic would be, of course, the cheaper option. So, But then again, it all relies on Kane. Will he yeah. go? Will he stay? It, it's well, I was going to come... Yeah, I was going to come to that, actually, but oh, yeah, sorry. you've led into it quite... No, no, you've led into it really well, actually. What do you think is going to happen with Kane? What do you think about this thing about, first of all, they said he didn't turn up for training, then they said, oh, he was never meant to turn up for training, blah, blah, blah. What, what do you think is going on there, Nico? Well, I think he, he wants to leave. He wants to go to a, to, to a bigger club because he, he deserves to win trophies. And I think uh, 
for me, I'm a bit black and white when it comes to this loyalty. For me, it's when he didn't show up at training, I, I left all the sentimental thoughts behind and I thought, uh, get out. You know, just leave. Not, of course, I respect him. He's a legend and everything, but there's no two ways about it. You have to be committed. And also the players that are in the team, they have been working hard. They are now maybe getting more responsibility. We can, we can, the bird, the burden will be more evenly, um, uh, you know, spread. Yeah. Yeah. Spread. Exactly. Like uh, the, the, the beginning phase of the Pochettino era where all we, we contributed to goals in, in all areas of the field. I think we need to get back to the team. It's not all about Harry Kane. So, but then again, it's the price, you know, it's impossible to set the price. How do you, how do you set the price on Kane when, when Grealish goes for a hundred million? Uh, yeah, that's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, yeah. A lot of people are sort of echoing what you're saying. Maybe he's we become too reliant on Harry Kane, and if he leaves, you know, we yeah. may spread the word. But I just can't, you know, a team without Harry Kane is going to be so much worse than it is. He does so much in terms of assists, yeah. scoring goals, etc. Nico, we can't yeah. replace that guy. But is he is, is is bigger than the club? Is no, he's not bigger than the club. I totally agree with you. He's not bigger than the club. Yeah. But, uh, but we can't replace yeah. him. But if he wants to go, and I, I agree with you, he deserves to win titles, Champions Leagues and titles yeah. and stuff like that. I think yeah. there should be an amicable split. What do you think about this so-called gentleman's agreement they had that, you know, he could give it one more year and then he could leave? What do you think about that? That's just so naive. It never exists, does it? Gentleman's yeah. agreement with Levy. It's not a gentleman, so <laughs> that's just terrible. I, I yeah. heard it and I just laughed out loud high in my bedroom. I was just awake. I, I was just, this is just terrible. Uh, can it really be true? Because it's all about the, the contract and the agents and protecting your own uh, value. And yeah, so no, I don't. But, but it, it's the case. It's a bit interesting with family. You don't have family as your closest uh, advisors. We have a rule here in this country, you know, you don't mix family with business and I don't get it. Why does he have, has his, have his brother as the, that's not good, is it? Maybe it's no. a bit too digging into it too deep, I don't know. But. No, 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 I think that's a really, really good point. I mean, why would you have your brother yeah. as your agent? Because he can't be objective, he can't tell you the best things, you see him all the time, it's a really bad move. And we also yeah. have the same saying in the UK, never mix family with business because it's always going wrong. I mean, yeah. Grealish... If we talk about Grealish, he did it properly. Yeah, I think he wanted to leave a year or so ago, whatever. They said, look, give, stay with us. We'll put a new contract with a release clause. If somebody meets the release clause, you can go. No problems, nothing. Look what yeah, happened. Uh, they came, they, meet, they, they met the release clause now. They've used the money to buy, you know, these other players that they've got. I think they, they handled it ex excellently because uh, why didn't we do that? What, what, what happened to uh, Levin Kane? A clause in the contract, like two hundred millions, or may, maybe whatever. One, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 60. And then the player knows, and the the opposite club knows they have to trigger it. It's that yeah. simple. And you know, I think uh, you know, this year, I think Levy can learn a lot from Christian Perslow, the Aston Villa 
managing director, the way he conducted himself, the way he came out and explained to everybody, this is yeah. the reason, this is what happened. The Villa fans know what's happening and everybody seems to be okay with it. Whereas Levy, we never hear from him. He never tells us what's going on. It's this, that, the other. Nobody knows what's going on. So anyway, I, don't, I think we'll find out pretty soon whether he's going to stay or where he's going to go. I can't believe that we're going to spend 60 million on Martinez without the Kane money. I don't, I don't know where that money's coming from. So I think he's probably going to go, but I think they'll leave it to the last minute. Yeah, but then again, I would say the only thing that's, that's not been uh, discussed, the detail there, might be the, the naming rights, that we have a big deal there, some money expected to come in that we don't know about. Can that be Maybe. Part of, uh, but then I heard another rumor that the naming rights are only valid if Kane is still at the club. So, you know, I don't know yeah, what's going on, you see. The branding, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they want to be, they want the England captain to be part of that. So that's what I've heard. But we could talk about Harry Kane for the next 24 hours, Nico, and yeah. I'm sure we talk about. It. So in terms of the overall, let's, we've talked about potential signings. So we said, you know, Petrodi, Martinez, Vlaovic. Are there any other people you think we should be going for? What about Tommy Asu? We've heard that's happening, but he has, he's been at the Olympics. Do you think that's going to yeah. be a good signing if it happens? Yeah, it seems like a very sensible signing for me because uh, it's something with the, the team work ethics with the Asian players. I think they, they are very loyal. They they work hard. There's no bullshit with these players, and I get I get some uh, song vibes with this Tomiyasu. It's just something. Uh, he just seems very focused and professional. Just my. Thoughts. I'm not sure if it's true, but then again, it's 188 tall, uh, versatile, uh, doesn't have big uh, weaknesses as far as I can see with, uh, you know, who scored assessment and, and watching some tiny clips. So I don't, of course, I haven't seen Bologna that much, but it seems like a, a good signing can play in a three or in a four. So that would be a, an interesting signing, I think. I hope we we make this signing. Yeah, yeah it seems like a, on paper really good. Again, he could play yeah. in a three or a four, so he's very versatile. As you say, the Asian players, yeah. you know, they give 100% training and blah, blah, blah. So I think that's going to be a great signing. So if we look forward now, knowing, let's assume that we've got, I don't know what to assume about Kane. So let's assume Kane's gone and we sign Martinez. I know it's a big assumption, but let's just assume yeah. that. What would be your starting lineup for the first match against Man City? Uh, I think Tanganga had a very good game last game. I would uh, make him the right back. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually go with. Well, this is very difficult. No, no, it's just your oh, view. I, I mean, I, you know, I just, just want to see what yeah. you think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with a, a four-two-three-one to have some structure in, in what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So. Tanganga at uh, the right, and then I think it will be Dyer and uh, Romero, centre-backs. I think uh, Region at left. I think Skip and Hoiberg as, or Hoiberg as it's called in Canada. Uh, <laughs> Skip and Hoiberg as a double pivot, and then I would go with, um, I think it will be Barigoyan at left swing. I think it will be Mora at right. Ali as a 
10 and then Son as a striker. I, I, it's it's a bit boring to say, but I think maybe that's the most predictable. So basically you're playing a 4-2-3-1, that's your formation, yeah? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, because he also needs to make an impression on the fans. Uh, I'm trying to build a case for this formation and I think it's um, uh, important also to to give the impression that he he wants to play on the front foot. So I, I would just say that I could easily make a case for a three-five-two or three-four-three, sure, but sure, you know, just to be a bit, you know, concrete on the information. No, no, so, sounds like a good team. I just wanted to ask you a couple of things. Um, What's, your, what's been your impression of Regu on the left-back? Because when we, you, there's a couple of games we've seen, you know, the defending hasn't been that great. What do you think about Regu on yeah. the left-back? I think he's probably more suited in a three as a wing-back. Um, but then again, if you have Høyberg and Skip, they are both uh, sound defensively. They can cover a lot of ground. I'm thinking a bit like Leicester when they won the league. If we mm. have legs in mm. front of the mm. defence... Mm. We can we can make a case uh, for him as a left back. It's all about the balance in the team. So uh, um, I would I would say the ideal formation probably is in a three uh, as a left wing back for him. But uh, I will I will go with a a two and and have him as a left back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So that means the that means the the left one in the pivot. Yep. has to have defensive capabilities because yep. he's, he isn't the best one uh, in defensive areas. So, mm. yeah. And also, I mean, where's the creativity going to come in the midfield, like the, the Ericsson type yeah. needle passes and opening up defences? Where's that coming from? Exactly. And it, it should be Andombella, but, but he, he couldn't be bothered. Mm. He's lazy. Basically, he is a lazy player. That, but if, that, if, Omdel, if Omdombele was integrated and playing, would you drop Skip for Omdombele then, would you? Or Hoibieg? No. I'm a bit like uh, Mourinho, uh, rigid, because yeah. because it just... Uh, it, you need to work hard. Simple sure. stuff. You need players that work hard in yeah. every position. Yeah. So I would say okay. that's another topic, Omdombele. That's also probably a 24-hour discussion. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, we don't know what's going on there. Um, so it's like a good team there. You got, I mean, I know, I know Steve Bergwijn looks like he's put on a weight. A lot of the fans are calling him Steven Bergerwein. <laughs> yeah. Or was it Endon Berger? Endon Berger, Endon Berger, yeah. yeah know, like not okay. So you've got your team, which is going to go, which is great. Um, yeah. I think before I come to your predictions, I want to ask you your thoughts about Nuno Espirito Santo. What's your initial thoughts about him? Yeah, to be honest, I was uh, disappointed when when we signed him as a manager. I think he, he's a bit like Mourinho, everything he, you know, a bit uh, defensive. But then again, I can see the pragmatic approach. You know, we don't have all the money in the world. We he's good with players. He is more, uh, what should I say, diplomatic yeah. in his style yeah. than Mourinho. So I think the man management part now is. Extremely important when you have a uh, a team with players that uh, isn't individually the best. Uh, we have a lot of deadwoods, and mm. you need to to handle them with a, a balanced appro- approach. So I, I think he's, he's a sensible option. Uh, 
when you think about how Anik runs the club. So yeah, it, it's okay. You know, yep. it won't yep. be a match with Conte. Why? Why appoint him? So no, no. It's, I think that was never going to happen. Yeah. Why was Conte going to come to Tottenham? Yeah. Um, okay. So let's give first get your prediction score predictions for uh, the match, and then we'll come back after that and see how you did. But well, what's your score prediction? Uh, I will, and this is my optimistic approach. I will say a draw, one-one. Okay, great. I will and what's your sorry? Yeah. No, I, I'll just go with that because they're, they're not probably settled, and we will try to impress. We have very good fitness level in the squad, so yeah, I'll go with one-one. Okay, and um, yeah. what's your prediction about what for Tottenham season? Firstly, are we going to win any of the cups? No. Not even the Europa think... Conference League? <laughs> this is where my trauma of <laughs> being a top lab supporter. We'll find a way to, to screw it up, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I totally. Well, we've got a good chance of winning that, but I, I don't want to say anything yet. Because if we win no. that, we qualify for the Europa League, you know? We're, we're really looking up then. Yeah. Okay. I um... think, yeah. No, go I ahead, Nico. Go, sorry. I think your Europa League actually will be a, a realistic approach. Um, and uh, that's what I'm going to say about that sixth place, place because it's it's a rebuild, hmm. yeah, you know, and we haven't seen the the last uh, on on that uh, subject as well. There are going to be more players coming in and out. It takes time. We knew that from the first season at the, with Porch. Yeah, so, yeah, we did. Yeah, I'll go with the sixth place and, and maybe some semis. Okay, you know, and is Kane staying or going? I hope he goes. Okay. Yeah. So you want to go, yeah. Okay, good. Um, yeah. So listen, guys, um, Nico, that's been excellent. I really enjoyed our chat. I w- we would like to sort of chat regularly with you, you know, over the season just to get your views and make sure everybody can hear the view from Norway. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. This was my first time in front of the uh, stream camera ever, so... No, you did a great job. Uh, you look like a natural to me. It's really good. So... Thanks. Everybody, thank you for watching the podcast, listening to me and Nico chat about Tottenham preseason. You know, if you like the video, please give us a like, and that would be great. And if you like the channel, please subscribe. Nico, what we do with all our guests is we ask them to say, come on, you Spurs, in their own native language. So I want a big come on, you Spurs, in Norwegian, please. I'll hand it over to you, Nico. Yeah. Go ahead. We actually say come on, you Spurs. We oh, can you say something in Norwegian, then, just yeah, to make I, it different? I can do that. Come yeah. uh, Tottenham. Excellent. Thanks very much, Nico. Take care. Bye-bye. That's great news. That's really good. Thank you, Nico. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.